0: Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host Cody Mori, and today we're going to talk about well, well, what else? I mean, uh, the stuff that's going on around us. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of confusion out there, and there's a lot of uh, crazy things going on each week in 2020. I mean, just think of the whole year. Each week has just been exhausting. Just one calamity, uh, false calamities being hoisted on us as real calamities, different forms of tyranny, uh, suppression of our freedoms and liberties, and, you know, well-deserved though, because as a nation, uh, the United States has moved away from God in such a way that there's, it, I I just, I think of uh, Patrick Henry's phrase there that he said he said that um when when people forget their god tyrants forge their chains because at the end of the day there's there's just no if you're an evil wicked nation if you you're evil wicked people you're not going to have god's protection and uh, what i'm seeing now uh, especially this week is just the mobilizing of a sort of grassroots alt-right movement and this is some of the things that if if you've studied prophecy thats that we're warned about specifically, that the Christian world, the professed Christian world would unite together, which they've already been doing that in ecumenical movements, Seventh-day Adventists included, my church included, uh, with this whole talk of one humanity and all that, which has been going on recently, I mean, over and over again, if you um, if you check out Pastor Hughes in my interview called COVID Compromise, we talk about some of the stuff that's been going on uh, in the actual Seventh-day Adventist Church since the onset of COVID, and it's just been, well, a little bit before that, too. But it's just been one compromise after another and one ecumenical movement, council after another and, and just binding chains with the servants of darkness and binding bonds between us. Um, and I mean that specifically in the Catholic Church. And now we're seeing stuff mobilize. I mean, there's been... a Trump called for a time of prayer. We definitely see that there is evidence of voter fraud. It's but it's so blatant. It's so blatant the voter fraud, the you know, kicking the Republican uh people out, uh in like say say in Pennsylvania, so they couldn't they couldn't oversee the count, which would make it by definition not a free and fair election because it's it it you can't you can't view it, you can't you won't, you won't know, in other words, if it's free and fair. But what ought to what oughta bother us is how blatant and sort of in-your-face it is, which we yeah, I think somebody said there was 10,000 votes that were flagged in Georgia. There was 450,000 um that I believe the lawyer Sidney Powell uh, was talking about. I believe in Pennsylvania, where the individuals they voted for um, Biden, but nobody else. But as I as I said the and there's there's reports from you know the postal workers from Project Veritas that I mentioned last time, and the stuff going on in Nevada and the Stop the Steal stuff and the basically how kind of Fox turn their backs on even their own people here but now what you're seeing is it's not like a top-down sort of right-wing movement and it's it's more of a grassroots sort of Trump land kind of movement which in in a way uh, is much scarier because if it comes up if anything grows, out of a grassroots movement, it can become very, very powerful and almost impossible to stop because it's it's the underdog, it's seen that way. It's seen as uh, a sort of progressive movement in its own right, not in the sense of like the the political meaning of but actual the true sense of the word a progressive movement, a movement you know of the people that they want to see happen. And we're going to have to see where all of this turns out. So I wanted to take a look first today at um, our prophetic lens, which we're living at the close of Earth's history. And because we're living at the close of Earth's history, there are certain uh, messages that will apply to us more so than others. I don't think there's anything in the Bible that's not applicable. There's, no, I don't believe in the dead letter Bible as... Many of the scholars do. That's a talk for another time. But I do believe that the Bible is applicable um, always. That it's uh, the God's living word, and that. But however, that said, there are specific points that are messages maybe. Um, uh, I don't know more applicable, if you will. And those are the messages to the churches. Now, the messages to the churches, the last church mentioned, which is the last day church, the church at the end of times. In other words, the times we're living in right now. And if you studied Mrs. White on the subject, she says that the final movements will be rapid. And I'll tell you this, 2020 has been extremely rapid. Now, I'm not saying that that means that time's almost up, but it appears that that is the case. I mean, when you look at just what what happened within the church itself, with the Arthur Branner, David Gates uh, time setting thing, all that stuff uh, earlier in the, um, really, I mean, over the last few years, there's been stuff going on internally in the church, and then even in 2020, it's just it's just been on full blast on, in and everybody. I mean, whether you're you're in the Seventh Day Adventist Church or not. There has been just constant one thing after another this year. But anyways, I digress. The uh, Laodicean church, that's the message to the Laodicean church, our church, the church at the end of times. And I want to read from Revelation chapter 3 verses 14 through 21. (laughs) It says this, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. That's a reference to Jesus. He's the Amen. The Faithful and True Witness, another title for Jesus. The beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So that, that I mean that's a that's a fierce rebuke from the Lord. The problem with the last day church is that they are too worldly while still trying to be Christian. See, you see, God would honestly prefer that you either be in the church out of the church, but not one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Now this, this is a message and this is a rebuke to God's people, the people who think they're Christians, me, you, we are too worldly. This is the problem. And the problem is we, we, we tend, everybody does this. They tend to look around and they say, oh, I'm not worldly like they are, or worldly like, oh, these people over here. Who's our example? What's our example? It's Jesus Christ, right? And it's just, again, it's a fulfillment of what verse 17 says, which is, I, thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. I'm fine. These other people are the problem. The Laodicean message is for them. No. The Laodicean message is for us. And we have to really take that to heart because <clears throat> we, are, we know we're living in the last days. I mean, every denomination really agree, pretty much agrees with that, whether or not they think things are going to suppose other things are supposed to happen in the future or the tribulation stuff. All that stuff aside, almost everybody agrees we are living in the last days. How what's how exactly that unfolds? That's a whole another conversation. But everyone agrees that pretty much that we're living in the last days. So. The council goes on. In verse 18, it says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyed out that thou mayest see. <clears throat> now There's a lot of symbols in there. Uh, the gold tried in the fire, that is love. Faith and truth, we have those things, and the, that's us being really rich, actually rich, and increased with goods for real, in a spiritual sense. And I have a quote where I'll, I can prove that too. The white raiment—that's you know the the Holy Spirit—that's being in close connection with God, being covered by the blood of the Lamb, walking in the Spirit, keeping His law—all those things go with the wedding garment. Uh, which is the white raiment, spotless white raiment, the righteousness of Christ, which is what the fine linen stands for, that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. So the shame of thy nakedness, that's, that's that's symbolic of sin and death. Because remember, when Adam and Eve, once they sinned, they noticed that they were naked, and then they tried to cover themselves, but what we really need is we need the white raiment as a spiritual clothing item to cover our spiritual nakedness, which leads to death. Now it says, now and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Now this is a huge problem in the last days. The last days, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is very, very clear that the deception would be the main problem. I think. In chapter 24, he mentions it four times. Take heed that no man deceive you. That's the very first thing he says when they ask him about the end of the world. So you you got to be careful with who you trust and what you trust. We need to view things through the prophetic lens. And I myself included, myself included is so important because we can get sucked into all these other worldly things, and forget about what we're actually supposed to be doing. And what we're supposed to be doing is warning people of the deceptions that are out there, warning people, telling people about prophecy, telling people about the Antichrist, telling people about what happened in 1844, the the sanctuary message, the, the fact that Jesus stepped into the most holy place in 1844, what happened with that movement why is it legitimate or why is it not um the sabbath getting the message out and then keeping god's law in our own lives keeping his health principles in our own lives being on our knees every morning and begging him to change us and that's what he wants to do because he wants you in heaven he wants me in heaven and He's taken so long to come back guys because of us. We haven't done our job. We have to do our job. If we don't do our job, we're going to get we're going to be left here. We're going to be left here. I don't I'm not talking about a secret rapture. I mean we will not go to heaven with Christ this earth and when it burns and it's burnt up and recreated we will be burnt up with it. So, the counsel of Christ is to anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. People are blind. that can't see. It's hard to see, but it's easier to see when you're looking at things through a lens. For instance, let's say the Bible, and this is very true, I and mean, this is very applicable, but the Bible is your lens through which you can see the world and yourself as it is now if you start looking to the left or to the right at different things at politics at your career at anything I mean even good things the devil can can try to you know keep you blinded or or keep you busy and sucked into even ministry or something like that and you think you're doing something good but you have no relationship with God you know he he can do that too he can you can end up overusing the good things so what we need to do is we need to, we need to make sure that anytime that we 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 decide that we're going to take a look around that we bring that lens with us we look at things through the lens in other words of the bible So when I look at politics, when I look at whatever, when I want to see what's going on here or there, I look at it through that Bible lens, and then I can see it. Uh, So let's continue on. It says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Amen. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh, that's overcoming sin, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. So that's an amazing promise there. Christ doesn't... (laughs) Christ doesn't just plan on redeeming us or forgiving us. He plans on allowing us to reign with him. A true fulfillment of the phrase, a royal holy priesthood, royal, sons and daughters of God. We're being groomed right now to be kings and queens in the next life. That's an amazing thing for someone like me who has done nothing in my life to deserve that kind of love from him. But that's the price that he puts on, that's the that's the value that he places on each human being, any human being, who's willing to trust in him. I wanted to read a quote here from Ellen White. And it's from, uh, let me see, I'm trying to pull the page up. It's from, It's from uh, the council in regard to Revelation chapter 13. It's from Review and Herald, July 24th, 1888. It says this, The council of the true witness is full of encouragement and comfort. The churches may yet obtain the gold of truth, faith, and love, and be rich in heavenly treasure. Buy of me gold that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. The white raiment is the righteousness of Christ that may be wrought into the character. Purity of heart, purity of motive will characterize everyone who is washing his robe, making it white in the blood of the Lamb. So that's important too purity of motive. Now that's something you, you really can't control. You need God. To help you overcome that i mean a lot of us can force ourselves through sheer will to do certain things you know like if you're trying to get in shape you can force yourself to run every morning if you're trying to keep god's law you can have the outward appearance that you are but you can't really keep the law until you ask for his help and he'll give it to you then your motives Will be pure. Remember, as Jesus said, that he who looks upon a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And that's not something you're going to be able to stop on your own. You have to take every thought captive to Christ, not yourself. You take him captive to Christ. So it's about having that relationship and dying every day. And I think that why I'm ta- spending a little bit of time on this is because. This is the stuff we need to be focusing on right now, because we're running out of time. And if our characters aren't up to par by the time all this spirals completely out of control, then it might be too late. I'm not saying it will be, uh, but it might be. You know, it might be. I'm not not a prophet, so I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. Never mind uh, tomorrow or, or the. The only thing I know is what Scripture says, and it doesn't give me a specific time frame for that. It just tells me these things will happen. It tells me how some of these things will happen, but not all the details per se. So, anyways, I have another quote from uh, Review and Herald, February twenty fifth, eighteen ninety. It says, the Lord knocks at the door of your heart, desiring to enter, that he may impart spiritual riches to your soul. He would anoint the blind eyes that they may discover the holy character of God in his law and understand the love of Christ, which is indeed gold tried in the fire. Amen. So what we're seeing here with some of this election fraud and then really this, this sweeping grassroots movement, which is already starting to build uh, strength. We're gonna have to see what happens. You know, we're gonna have to see what happens. We don't know um, how all this plays out, but I do. I do know what the evangelical world is saying, and there's all sorts of stuff. You know, if you look on YouTube and you just look up, um, you know, Trump or something in regards to prophecy of Trump or something like that. So much of the evangelical world is talking about how. Trump is going to win, and he's going to he's gonna cleanse uh, the United States, which is something a lot of people want now. And that pendulum, it's been cranking. It's been cranking and cranking and cranking for some time now. And it's about to swing back really hard to the other side. And we'll have to see exactly, again, how that happens. Someone mentioned that, you know, it's... It would be something possible that perhaps Trump wins in court, then he goes to the White House, then the left goes berserk, then we end up in some kind of civil war or something. And then the people, realizing that the insanity of uh, the left, uh, some of the things the left has, has uh, promulgated, that they'll think the answer is to get back to God, except the only problem is... The, the God they want to get back to is an, is an idol that they've created in their mind. Um, it's, not, it's not God as he revealed himself in the Bible. It's God how they would like to have him. And then they're going to f- foist up the Sunday law upon everybody. And then the people that don't keep the Sunday will be the ones who will be attacked. Plain and simple. You know, violence eventually begets violence. So as you see... The, the left get violent who are they trying to make get violent the other side eventually it'll happen i believe eventually it'll happen now again we don't none of that i just said is, is any type of prophecy or anything that's just something someone said that i thought was interesting uh, and it could happen who knows that's how that video game went uh, went went out but anyways i just want to play a clip for you real quick uh, to show you what some of the things they're talking about
1: Hello, everyone. Dr. Kevin Zadar with you, and I would like to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that I know about this upcoming election. The Lord has assured me in my heart that if we pray, we can see history being made in this administration that's coming up. Not just the one that exists now, but there's going to be a cleansing coming. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Would you like to be part of something that is looked back upon as being earth shaking or historical? Because The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has a lot of power, a lot of authority on the earth, and it's time for the Lord Jesus Christ to show himself through his body. And so I want to encourage you in this time that we're in right now to remember that you are a history maker, that you have been appointed to live in this generation. When I was on the other side, when I had that that time with the Lord and I was sent back, I saw that if I came back, that I could change history, that I could jimmy, so to speak, with the knobs of history. How would you like to pray and then find out later that you changed the course of history for the United States and for the world? And I saw a transformation coming in this next, this next term with the president. I saw that President Trump is, is reelected. And then I saw that then the, the uh, system the system that was intact, that he's, he's found he's been fighting against, he is going to take things out by the root. He's going to permanently remove some of the, uh, the injustice that's in our system, the inequity, that, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be uh, predominant, that he was going to give favor back to the church.
0: Now again, that was uh, Kevin Zadai, and uh, it was from a YouTube video called What Jesus Told Me About the Election. This was right before the election actually took place and uh, he said Jesus assured him in his heart but there's there's a lot of other videos where they they basically take more of the spiritualistic prophetic approach where they're actually saying uh, yeah, as a prophet uh, God told them this but did you hear did you hear what he said as far as what Trump's what God supposedly had revealed to him about what Trump's plans would be or how God's going to use Trump? to what he's going to use trump to cleanse the united states uh in what way well we'll just have to find out now mrs white we talked about voting before mrs white has said that you know when you vote that you vote based on character and what has trump's character been in the last four years Hasn't been good. He's been overall constant. I mean, if you look at him as far as being constitutional or not, he's been overall pretty constitutional from what I've seen. But his character, you think God is is going to use uh, someone's character like his? And where does he come from? He comes from New York City. You know, in New York City and Los Angeles, thats like Sodom and Gomorrah. So a, a businessman from, from Gomorrah. Is gonna save the United States? I don't think so. But we'll have to see, we'll have to see what happens. We gotta keep in mind what prophecy says. Prophecy, Revelation chapter 18, verses 1 through 4 says this. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. This is the loud cry, folks that will light up the world with God's truth and we need to be getting ready for it. It says in verse 2 and he cried mightily with a strong voice saying Babylon the great is fallen is fallen. Babylon the great is the Roman Catholic Church. It's fallen, it's fallen. That's the message that we have to the world. Now that would automatically ex- I would be excluded from being able to give that message if I was involved in an ecumenical movement with that power. Something to think about. It says and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Demonic influences going on there. We talked about Satanism on the left. Uh, I should do a sh- I'm probably going to do a show here shortly now that I think of it a satanism on the right and we'll take a look at that and what's going on in Babylon the great but verse 3 it says for all nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication and that's doctrine they're drunk on the doctrine and then this is a very interesting part here and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies so the kings of the earth that's an all inclusive passage there the kings of the earth have committed fornication with the roman catholic church that's all of them folks if you have pictures with the pope then you you're probably one of these people and trump does Verse four, it says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plague. So God's calling, God's calling his people to wake up. And once you're awake, he's calling you to wake up the others who are still stuck in these systems of false religion and teach them the truth, the things I had mentioned earlier. I'm going to read one more quote from Manuscript Releases, Volume 10, page 239, where it talks about the Sunday Law. And important about interpreting events, because she says right here, Satan puts his interpretation upon events, and they think, as he would have them, that the calamities which fall on the land are a result of Sunday Sunday breaking. Thinking to appease the wrath of God, these influential men make laws enforcing Sunday observance. They think that by exalting this false rest day, higher and still higher, compelling obedience to the Sunday law, the spurious Sabbath, they are doing God's service. Those who honor God by observing the true Sabbath are looked upon as disloyal to God when it is really those who thus regard them. Who are themselves disloyal because they are trampling underfoot the Sabbath originated in Eden. So that's what it boils down to, folks. And that's where this grass movement, I think, is, is going to be headed underway. If the trend continues, if things continue to speed up, then the people will eventually clamor their government. They'll ask their government for a Sunday law, and then they'll be given that. And then those who do not comply with it, they will be seen as the enemies of God. And why is that? Because they had made an idol out of God. They have a God created in the image of that they would have Him, and not the one that you find and read in the Bible. So that's about all the time. I actually went a little bit over, but that's all the time we have for today. I'm Cody Moore. You've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio. Get ready, get ready, get ready, folks. God bless.